All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wrestling With Theology once again. Episode number 104, Pro Wrestling America this week from the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. A couple of surprising changes to the roster. Lawler disappears. And Iceman King Parsons is welcomed back with open arms. And we'll see all that unfold later on in the card. We get to the first match as we have this feud between Brickhouse Brown and Moondog Spot coming to include Moondog Spike as well this past weekend in house shows. Gentleman Chris Adams has come out to help Brickhouse during these matches. Chris Adams and Brickhouse Brown come out at the beginning of the card to challenge the Moondogs to a match, but they have a stipulation. If they beat the Moondogs, Downtown Bruno cannot manage in the PWA any longer. Bruno came out, flanked by the Moondogs, and offered a counter-challenge. They would accept the match if Brickhouse put up his television title if he was pinned, or if Adams would get his head shaved if he was pinned. Well, they readily agreed. The match itself didn't last too long. Bruno tried to involve himself in the match at the very beginning, but Iceman King Parsons came down to the ring. Parsons tossed Bruno into the first ring, first row of ringside fans. Spike came off the ring apron to battle with Parsons, leaving Moondog Spot to be double-teamed by Adams and Brickhouse in the ring. Adams picked up the victory over Spot with the superkick after an atomic drop from Brickhouse Brown. The audience joined in a na-na-na chant for Bruno as he threw a fit in the ring. <clears throat> Chris Adams and... Brickhouse Brown are your winners in a time of 6 minutes, 17 seconds. Second match, Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Curtis Axel. These two have had a growing rivalry through the past couple of weeks. These two met up again in a match that lacked quite a bit of luster. About the 4 minute mark, the fans were beginning a this is boring chant. Axel got the pinfall with the fisherman suplex crowd was less than enthused with the match, and they let Axel and Chavo know their displeasure. Your winner is Curtis Axel in a time of 8 minutes, 32 seconds. In a complete contrast to the previous match, two of the more charismatic and flamboyant personalities in the PWA faced off against each other in a 15-minute time limit match. Michael Hayes came down to the ring with his typical Freebird flair. Armstrong made his introduction as he would for his road dog gimmick. After the dramatic introduction to the match, the two faced off in a brilliantly fought match. Both men kicked out of each other's finishers. Finally, Armstrong was able to get the advantage when he rolled out of the way of a flying elbow drop from Hayes. Armstrong immediately popped up and nailed the shake, rattle, and knee drop to get the pin in a time of 7 minutes and 2 seconds. This seemingly random match is simply a filler match that is used on cards to showcase both wrestlers involved. There's no storyline to go with the match, there's not really anything that helps one or the other with the match, but it is a match where the crowd can enjoy seeing both of these guys in a match where they are equally matched against each other. Next match, going back to Extreme Horseman versus Gen 3 with Justin Credible facing off against Jimmy Golden. 
these two fought a match that tried to make up for the debacle that was the previous match in this feud. Golden had a few bright spots in the match, but Credible took charge about the five-minute mark and continued to control the match until he won with the sit-down powerbomb in a time of 8 minutes, 37 seconds. Honestly, the feud between the Extreme Horsemen and Gen 3, which I had wanted to make the primary thing and make it go out until at least the middle of 2021, is kind of fizzling out in my mind. I had ideas about it, but I've forgotten what most of those were. And the two matches on the card with the feud were halfway thrown together, and it showed to the audience. What I do have with the feud will be a massive match coming up next week. Spoiler alert for the match. It will be an elimination match where everyone eliminated will lose their PWA contract. At the end of that card, who will still be a wrestler with the PWA? This causes more issues as we get further along in the card. The next match is Billy Gunn versus Dirty Dutch Mantel. This match didn't last very long until Mantel simply got frustrated and threw Gunn over the top rope to earn the disqualification. Gunn slid back into the ring, but Mantel exited the other side. He backed himself up the aisle until he bumped into something. He turned around to find Buzz Sawyer standing in the aisle. Buzz headbutted Mantel and tossed him back into the ring. Mantel yelled at Buzz until Gunn nailed him from behind with a running knee lift. Buzz climbed into the ring where he and Gunn beat down on Mantel until security separated them. The winner of the match, Billy Gunn, by disqualification in a time of 1 minute 56 seconds. Another filler match with a cheap, dusty finish. This was a match where Billy Gunn could get a win and a bit of a push toward a possible shot at the American heavyweight title, but it also helped promote the feud between Mantell and Buzz Sawyer. Gunn's involvement might be temporary, but I could see a six-man tag team match with Billy Gunn and the Sawyers against Dutch Mantell and another tag team. We just got to figure out a tag team that wants to deal with teaming with Dirty Dutch Mantell. The next match, Freebird Terry Gordy against the Las Vegas heartthrob Austin Idol. In this clash of titanic egos, Gordy tried to prove that he should be considered as a contender for the world heavyweight title. Idol wanted to prove his dominance as a singles wrestler, saying that Gordy has always relied on Hayes. Hayes came out with Gordy. Idol came out by himself. The referee tried to keep an eye on all three wrestlers throughout the match, but that quickly became impossible. Eventually, the referee ejected Hayes from ringside. Gordy and Idol brawled for most of the match. After Hayes was escorted from ringside, the match spilled out into the ringside area. Gordy tried to put Idol away with a pile driver three times, but Idol kicked out each time. Idol tried once for the Las Vegas leg lock, but Gordy was able to kick him into the turnbuckle. Idol springboarded off the middle turnbuckle into a flying body press. Gordy rolled through, but Idol was able to keep the momentum going to roll them over again. He hooked both legs and got the pin. Gordy was irate about the loss, but both men left with a deeper respect for one another. The crowd really enjoyed this match. Your winner, Austin Idol, in a time of 20 minutes, 47 seconds. 
The next match featured Kurt Henning and Gold Dust against the Dangerous Duo. These four men get into a great brawl as Henning squares off with Daniels and Gold Dust tangles with Douglas. The match spilled out into the first few rows of seats at ringside at a few points. The match nearly ended with Daniels hitting the best moonsault ever on Henning. As he celebrated the move and not getting the pin, Goldust turned him around and kissed him. Daniels tried wiping the taste out of his mouth, but he was quickly rolled up by Henning from behind for the pin. Your winners, Kurt Henning and Goldust, in a time of 29 minutes, 37 seconds. The feud between these two teams continues to heat up. The near win by the former World Tag Team Champions give a credence for the unorthodox combination Kurt Henning and Goldust make. With everything that happened with Goldust in the WWF, I had to put to make that part of the feud. Writing this match did make me decide to put Adrian Street on the prospects list for future wrestling talent. A feud between Goldust and exotic Adrian Street would be comical if nothing else. Now we move to another quick match, but an important match, not a filler match, a number one contender match for the world tag team titles. Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones against Eddie and Doug Gilbert. Bobo and SD took the Gilbert brothers to task very early in the match. Eddie got fed up with it after being tossed out of the ring by Bobo. He came back into the ring with a chair to earn the disqualification. Bobo and Special Delivery Jones escaped the ring with the referee holding their hands up. Your winners and new number one contenders for the Freebirds World Tag Team titles are Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones with a disqualification win in a minute and 29 seconds. Brazil and Jones continue to have their winning streak intact. The Gilberts were picked for this match because the rest of the World Tag Team division were already involved in matches on the card. Bobo Brazil has always been one of my favorite black wrestlers. One of the few men who are active in the ring during seven decades, he made a name for himself, especially in the upper Midwest and the WWWF. However, he was never given the opportunity to actually hold the World Heavyweight title except for his 1962 defeat of NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, who faked an injury for Bobo to win. While being a trailblazer for racial desegregation in pro wrestling, Brazil does not get the credit he deserves. Jones was just a workhorse for the WWF, as he averaged over 240 matches per year. He was never given much credit for being more than an average mid-carder by Vince Sr., but he is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. Both of these men were great wrestlers who wrestled in a time where people always overlooked them for the color of their skin. The quick finish for this number one contender match is to help establish a feud between the Gilberts and Brazil and Jones for a series of title matches. Spoiler again, the winning streak continues and will provide them with a world tag team titles reign. I'm just not going to tell you when it will happen. Now we get to the main event of the card. The match that had people questioning everything that was going on. Jerry Lawler versus Terry Funk. But no one had seen Lawler around the arena all day. Even though he was slated for the main event, 
Lawler was nowhere to be seen. Funk and Bobby Heenan make their way to the ring and rip into Lawler for not showing up to face him. Funk says he still wants to wrestle tonight. He refuses to get paid for doing nothing. He issues an open challenge to anyone in the locker room who wants to get in the ring. Iceman King Parsons accepts Funk's open challenge. Brickhouse Brown accompanies Parsons to keep the ring and to keep... Brickhouse Brown accompanies Parsons to the ring to keep Heenan out of the match. Parsons and Funk had a wonderful impromptu match that had the fans on the edge of their seats the entire time. Heenan tried to involve himself in the match, but he was quickly taken out of the equation by a belly-to-belly -belly suplex into the ring steps by Brickhouse. Parsons went for the butt thrump off the ring ropes to end the match, but Funk drugged the referee in the way. The referee rolled under the bottom rope onto the floor. The rest of the extreme horsemen stormed the ring. They were followed by Chavo, Golden, and Chris Adams. The ring quickly filled with wrestlers as the extreme horsemen and Gen 3 battled each other. Adams and Brickhouse helped to clear the ring of both sides, leaving just Funk and Parsons in the ring. It looked like a battle royale had broken out in the middle of a singles match. After the ring was cleared, Funk regained the advantage in the match. The referee climbed back into the ring as Funk drilled Parsons into the match, Matt with the pile driver. The referee made the count, but Parsons got his shoulder up. The referee signaled for the bell and raised Funk's hand. Parsons tries to plead his case, but the referee says he didn't see it. Funk leaves the ring, celebrating his win. Parsons and Brickhouse glare at him from the ring, still talking to the referee that Parsons got his shoulder up. The winner of the match is Terry Funk in the time of 20 minutes, 10 seconds. With Lawler's sudden disappearance, it creates a bit of mystique to keep a feud with Funk going and keep it vibrant in the future. Iceman's return to the PWA sparks another setup for a feud with the Extreme Horsemen, at least with Terry Funk. The coming house shows will feature some six-man tag team matches involving Parsons, Brickhouse, and Adams against Funk and the rest of the Extreme Horsemen. Funk's controversial win serves as a good setup for a feud in this direction. Hopefully the Extreme Horsemen will still be around in order to feud with Parsons and Brickhouse Brown and Chris Adams in February, after the big elimination match in January. But that is for next month to come up with. All right, we've gotten to the end of the Pro Wrestling America card, and now it is time for me to update you with other things going on. First of all, this is December 23rd, so I encourage you the next two days to be in church. Be somewhere where you can hear the word of our Savior's birth in Bethlehem. And then come back as we have on the podcast devotions for the 12 days of Christmas, going with the song of that name, to talk about 12 different gifts and 12 different things as one of the stories behind the 12 Days of Christmas is that it's a catechism song to teach the faith to children. Just as we finished up the O, Come, uh, the o Antiphons from O Come, O Come, Emmanuel uh, this morning, we get into that for the 12 Days of Christmas. I encourage you to listen to that. Next week, we have the Wrestle Extravaganza, Starcade, the granddaddy of them all, 1983 to the year 2000. Some great matches in there. Some cards that were in that time in the WCW 
uh, late Jim Crockett promotion era where nobody really understood what the heck was going on. But we'll cover all of that next week. Then we go into January. Confessional Corner starting Apology 4. The article on justification, which will probably take us at least the entirety of the year 2021 if we stick with monthly installments of Confessional Corner. Digging deeper in January, we get into the Psalms, where we will spend a couple of years in the Psalms to talk about the great and wonderful things that are there. So I encourage you to be there for all that. The moments of meditation in the morning, everything here given humbly by myself in order to help you to grow in the faith, to help you wrestle with the theologies of the world around you. Also, keep in line with the Facebook page as we continue our series of Majoring in the Minors. Having just started the prophet Hosea, now is a great time. Christmas is a wonderful time to get started with Hosea because Hosea has a lot of things to say about God's love for us. So I encourage you to be a part of that and to watch those videos on the Facebook page as well. But until next time, this is Pastor Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as we enter the Christmas season so that you may wrestle with the theology around you. Amen.